Buongiorno bella gente and welcome. Uh, this will be a little recap about Italian society and culture, about the worship of saints. That is um, a topic strictly related to the Catholic world. But uh, in our case, uh, in Italy, it is a mix of sacred and profane because uh, we have to admit that uh, every time we have got festival or uh, a date in which we worship a saint almost everywhere or better everywhere <laughs> there are festival and games and uh, a lot of folklore okay so i will give you a little overview about this particular thing of Italian culture. Let's start saying that in every city or little town village of Italy, uh, we have got a patron saint, uh, no matter the, the amount of people that live there. And every uh, town has got a day uh, in which uh, the schools are closed And there are festivals and games and even, obviously, a Catholic uh, masses, prayers and so on. And these festivals are often related to historical facts and historical heritage uh, from the medieval age or even before due to the fact that there are loads, loads of saints. I will give you just two, three examples of the festivals we have got in Italy. And I uh, will start from my little town that is near Naples, that is uh, Madonna dell'Arco. We have got a very important festival on the Monday after Easter, and that dates back to the 17th century. And there is a story, a tale about that. You will find a really beautiful Baroque church that has been built in 1593. And this church has been built because it happened that a man that was near a tabernacle or a edicule, okay, where there were uh, an image of the Virgin Mary. He was playing a game that in Italian is called Palamaglio and I have discovered that this game is the father, the ancient father of golf, polo and so on and that maybe uh, these sports uh, have been played in Naples for a long time. Anyway, he was playing with his friends and he was angry and all at once he cursed but in particular he blasphemed against the saints and against the virgin mary and took a wooden ball and threw it to the image of the virgin mary and all at once the cheek of the virgin mary bled and from that moment this image uh, has got uh, I'll leave it. Indeed, if you now go to visit that church, you can find this uh, picture of the Virgin Mary in the center of the church and on her face you can see a livid. And it's very strange, but obviously everybody can believe or not in a miracle and something like that. But we have got this strange picture. Why is this church very important for folklore and uh, popular traditions? Because 
since that moment where the tabernacle were has been built this church and from that period people has always uh, brought to the Virgin Mary uh, some ex voto in English it could be votive offering okay that often were pictures of episodes of their life so when they believed that the Virgin Mary had made a miracle they brought a votive offering like um, pictures depicting uh, the episode of their life and uh, in more recent times people that maybe had sons or daughters that were addicted to drugs when they believed that thanks to the Virgin Mary, they had a miracle, uh, they took to the sanctuary, to the church, syringes in gold or uh, silver to thank the Virgin Mary. Okay, this is a tradition. And at the same time, many people, a lot of people indeed, dressed in white, come on foot, walk to this church from a lot of villages, to thank the, the Virgin Mary. And they mm, sometimes walk for a lot of kilometers. And there is even a festival, so tolls and uh, uh, games and so on. You always find the profane part in Catholic uh, festivals in Italy, okay? So there is the sacred and the profane. Then, uh, to stay near my uh, village, there is the um, big city of Naples, and there we have got a very famous saint, that is San Gennaro, that is really worshipped by the Neapolitan people. And that is what we call a martyr of the church because it lived at the beginning of the Christianity and he was killed by the Roman, the ancient Romans, obviously. Uh, more or less, his story uh, is uh, at the beginning of the 4th century and he was beheaded because of his being uh, a Christian. And in Naples there is this worship and in the Duomo, in the center of Naples, uh, you can find uh, his treasure that is really important and worth. It is said that it is Uh, more valuable than um, Queen Elizabeth one. I don't know if this is true. You should um, you should search on the net or maybe watch some documentary. But I know that this treasure is really is really important and valuable. But the strange thing related to San Gennaro is that on the day of this festival, that is on the 19th of September, every year there is this tradition to take an ampoule that contains his blood and every time the priest moves this ampoule and the blood that is sulfide liquefy and the tradition says that when San Gennaro's blood doesn't liquefy there are bad things going on or that are coming to the city of Naples so it Uh, very often it liquefies, so people is calm, okay, but when it didn't liquefy, uh, people really, really 
uh, get afraid of that situation. And sometimes when this happened, the volcano, the Vesuvius uh, erupted, or it came an epidemic of cholera in Naples, or earthquakes. Uh, actually, uh, they think that it is really bad luck if this blood doesn't liquefy. So... <laughs> Uh, this is the tradition, okay? Another famous saint in Italy is Santa Rosalia in Palermo. And even in the city, you can find uh, a stall and games and fireworks. And this saint was uh, an hermit. More or less, she lived in the 12th century. So it is a medieval saint. And this festival, you can find this festival since the 1600. And the celebration consists in taking the bust of Saint, uh, of Santa Rosalia and to march with this bust through the city of Palermo. And after that, the bust is taken back to the church. So even here, games and even singers dancing in the streets. It's very, very beautiful. But let's talk even of northern Italy, okay? And so you can find um, a really beautiful fair and exhibition and Catholic festival in Milan on the 7th of December. And the, the saint is named Sant'Ambrogio. You can even find a really beautiful basilica. In fact, uh, why it is so important there to know something about the saints, the Catholic saints. Because if you are studying the history of art, the a great, great amount of pictures, statues and so on in Italy are related to the Catholic world and to the lives of the saints. You can find in the pictures... Uh, symbols of that saints and so it is very interesting for people studying history of art to know uh, something about the saints okay or the virgin mary anyway coming back to milano uh, here you can find sant'ambrogio and what is the i can call it the legend the tale um, sometimes uh, uh, some things are historical facts some others you have to believe in that obviously okay but uh, you can find uh, in front of the Basilica of Sant'Ambrogio a column. That column has got two holes and people think that uh, Sant'Ambrogio fought, had a struggle with the devil himself, okay, and that physically the devil uh, got stuck into the column with his horns, and so uh, Sant'Ambrogio won the, that fight. But through that holes, the devil came back to, to hell. And so when you walk around that column, you have to be careful because you could go down <laughs> to hell. Okay, so it's a really um, uh, a cute legend, I think, a very beautiful legend of the, the, the forces of God that struggle and win against the evil one. Okay, in that, uh, um, in that days, you know, we have got another festival that is all over Italy on the 8th, that is Immacolata. And in everywhere in Italy, schools are closed, people do not go to work, 
work and so on. And so in Milan, you have two days uh, that are even fun because you can find, as I said before, trade shows and a very important and famous trade show that is called Obey Obey with handcrafted products and uh, food and so on. In Milan... Uh, on the same date, on the same day, uh, there is the grand opening of the opera season of Teatro alla Scala, that is a very important theatre, especially for opera. And so it is even an elite festival, okay, where all the, vi the, the VIP people uh, come to see uh, the opera, add that it is... Uh, a few days before Christmas, so there is really a good atmosphere, okay? It is very, very beautiful. Uh, so if you come in Italy in December and you are in Milan, it could be worth visiting Milan on the 7th and the 8th of December, okay? I would finish, conclude this podcast, telling you something about our patron saint, the patron saint of Italy, that is San Francis, San Francesco. That uh, the, the festival of San Francesco is on the 4th of October and his birth city is Assisi in Umbria. And even there, I would like to give you some travel advice. If you are in the center of Italy, Umbria, the region of Umbria and Perugia, Assisi in particular, are really worth a visit. And it is a, it is our spiritual region because you can find a lot of um, cloisters and places full of spirituality. But uh, San Francesco, first of all, because he is, as I said, together with Santa Catarina da Siena, our um, patron saint of all Italy, and because he is really uh, a good example of a life uh, lived in the example of Jesus, because San Francesco, we call him the poverello of, the, of Assisi. It means poverello, it means the poor people. Nevertheless, he was the son of a rich merchant of Assisi. He decided to live uh, a life of poverty and to dedicate himself to God and to other people. Okay, his story is really, really beautiful. And in a certain way, he is a really modern saint because what he thought about nature, about other people, about spirituality, is really close, in my opinion, to some of the Far East philosophies and religions, such as uh, Hindu or Buddhism or Japanese uh, philosophies. Uh, in fact, you can, you could read, I think you can find it even in English, the poem of the creators, Il Cantico delle Creature, that is a very important poem, not only for the, the meaning, for its meaning, but even because it is one of the first poems in Italian vernacular, and so it is one of the first examples of Italian language. So if you study Italian, it is worth studying these first poems, and one of them is San Francesco's uh, Cantico delle Creature. And it is really beautiful because this is a poem in which he thanks God for all the things we have got in nature, such as animals or water or even the moon, the sun, even the death, because the death is that part of life that brings you to God. 
so I won't deepen his life, but if you want to know something more about San Francesco, you can find a lot of documentaries, obviously, but even good movies. There is a, a very old movie by Francesco Rossellini. In fact, it is dated 1950. That is called Francesco, the Jester of God, but maybe it is to all this movie. Maybe it is worth uh, watching this movie, this Rossellini's movie, if you study history of cinema, if you study cinema, so it is worth. Or there is uh, uh, Zeffirelli's in the 70s, Zeffirelli's movie Fratello Sole, Sorella Luna, in English, Brother, Brother Sun and Sister Moon. But even this, maybe it's not so modern anymore. I would suggest Liliana Cavani's movie named just Francesco, that is really beautiful, re realistic, okay? It's not in a geography. It's re realistic. You can see the medieval society and, and Francesco's story. You can find in this movie Mickey Rourke starring and Elena Bonham Carter. They really acted in a spectacular way. So a, a, a really beautiful movie. And coming back to history of art, if you visit Assisi, you can find one of the most beautiful basilica in Italy, that is the Basilica Superiore, in which you can find uh, Giotto's uh, frescoes depicting Francesco's life. And uh, yes, it is um, a town, Assisi, full of history, of uh, history of art, spirituality, really, really beautiful. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed this uh, little overview on our worship of saints and that you will come in Italy to admire the churches and the cities in which you can find a lot of spirituality. So, bye-bye!